Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. I'm Kathy Barron. And I'm Shailani Alex. Wiki Wiki. <laughs> it's another episode of Breaking It Down with Shailani Alex. I know. Oh, has some new toys over there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have my new Roadcaster Pro that I'm testing out tonight, today with Shailani. She's my um, guinea pig. My As test always. subject. Always. <laughs> we'll see if it actually works. <laughs> so, how have things been going, Shailani? Yeah. It's all right. It was a rough little week uh, with work, but you know, what else is new? Having a hustle and hustle, mm-hmm. moving pretty quick, thinking on the fly. That's that what you're good stuff. at. Mm, gets old. <laughs> <laughs> you make three decisions. You're like, okay, I'm done for today. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> and speaking of decisions. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about decision fatigue because we make too many decisions on a daily basis. Yes, we do. And we're tired. And Chelani's proof of that. I know. Look at my life. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my house. <laughs> I know. I cleaned sink. my house yesterday after like a month. I'm thinking, yeah, I should probably clean these floors. You should probably wash those dishes. I wonder why I can't find a spoon for the last two days. <laughs> the six inches of dust on the drawer, dresser, dresser drawer. Mm. So what is decision fatigue, you might ask? Well, it's a psychological phenomenon surrounding a person's ability or capacity to make decisions. And it's also called ego depletion. So there's a theory surrounding decision fatigue is that a human's ability to make decisions can get worse after making many decisions as their brain will be more fatigued. Because after a day of work, you don't want to have to come home and decide what you want for dinner. Yep. That's why takeout is awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, let alone cook it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, dang, okay, it took that long to decide. Or, you know, like in typical lesbian commu- couples, it's like you can never make a decision about anything. I don't know if you straight uh, people have a problem with that. I think that's also the case with the straight community. <laughs> <laughs> Is that such a thing, by the way? What, the straight community? Yeah. That's well, probably called population. Okay. <laughs> the general population. <laughs> Come on, I'm going to start my own community and my own hashtag. Straight community. <laughs> straight hashtag straight community. I'll make a flag too. Flag. I think that's I'll the American a, flag. A straight day. <laughs> you want a straight parade like they a had a couple parade. years ago? Yeah. Oh, God. It's like really people. I know, right? Jesus. Lame people are just. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're kind of off topic. That's yes. right. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> so why do we make unhealthy and unproductive choices 
even when we know we should do better. Some people would say that poor choices are a result of a lack of willpower. Do you find that be, to be true? Um, I will say yes, and a lack of food sometimes. <laughs> the whole hangry, you're hangry. <laughs> That's right. You're like, fuck it, just whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to have some bread and butter. That's all I'm going to have for dinner. Just That's it. Just, it's a water, maybe. <laughs> no, I think it's true, though. Like, what, it, all of that goes into willpower, right? It's uh, you got to feed it and you got to feed your body because your body is trying to do the willpower. So if your body's feeling weak, then your willpower is going to be weak, right? That's true. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like with eating. It's like if you're, if you're so hungry to the point where you don't have the energy to cook, then mm-hmm. that's when you go fast food or when you eat shitty or, you know, yep. whatever, because you just need something to eat. You'll eat anything. You'll yeah. eat candy. You'll eat ice cream for dinner. That's happened. I mean, so Cereal. I'm here. I know, right? <laughs> that's, uh, that's candy bars and ice cream for dinner and salad for dessert. <laughs> Salad for dessert. <laughs> yeah, you know, so you don't feel as guilty later. <laughs> I, I'm guessing that's what people do. <laughs> You've heard. I've heard. I've heard it's possible. <laughs> like my last three nights. <laughs> oh, so what I'm happened kidding. your last three nights? Nothing. I just, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out that willpower is like a muscle, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. In that you have to use it over and over. But it also gets fatigued because you're using it over and over. Like when you, you know, every time you make a decision, it's like doing a rep of a 500-pound weight. So your willpower fades with each decision that you have to make. And a lot of times it's like, if you're always the one making the decisions, it's just like, why can't you make the decision? Why do I always have to be the one to decide mm-hmm. on things. I mean, especially at work, it's like your boss is the one technically that should be making a lot of the decisions, but doesn't. Sometimes that doesn't happen because they have a hundred other decisions in front of the one they need to make for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I guess they have to, you know, prioritize. How do you know if you're suffering from decision fatigue? Like, how do you know that you're, like, at your wit's end? Well, besides the normal wit's end reasons. I know, I was going to (laughs) say, that's kind of the norm. And that's that's also a good point, though. It's a bad place to be. Like, when that starts to become the norm, Mm. then, you know, and you can't even recognize things, signs, so that you can stop it or do something about it to get a little bit of rest. Um, That's not good. So I think it's also important to have a community around you. Friends like Kathy. Mm-hmm. Hey, Shailani, what you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, but it's true. You know, whether you have a partner or friends, siblings, whatever, just kind of checking in on you. Community is important, right? Yeah. All jokes aside about <laughs> the word community, but it really is to, you know, have people um, catch things for you that you can't see because they have become the norm. Right. And with, you know, the last year with COVID and that Mm -hmm. added stress and anxiety and the 
changes that people have had to make regarding work and family and school. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot. It is. And the last and- thing you want to do is come home after a full day of decision making and wanting to cook dinner or mm-hmm. exercise because basically your brain is like, no, I just want to sit on the couch and just veg in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bad habits start to form. Like you go, to, you do your go-to if it's really stressful and you might have a few more drinks than you normally would that are considered normal. You might smoke a few more cigarettes than you think are kind of normal. You just kind of go to those things that provide that immediate kind of gratification and comfort um, because your willpower is down, right? Because if willpower is really about being able to control some of those immediate things. Um, right. And then you, you notice yourself starting to give in to those things that you need to control. Um, that in itself should be its own sign. See how many, see how, how often you have to refresh the bar <laughs> after a certain amount. I'm like, hmm, how to buy that bottle of tequila just a little too soon. <laughs> and I would have expected. It's like, who drank all my liquor? Who drank all my liquor? Oh, that would be me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So I read on a website written by James Clear why some criminals don't get a fair hearing. So there was a research study published by the National Academy of Sciences where psychologists examined the factors that impact whether or not a judge approves a criminal for parole. So the researchers examined about 1,100 judicial rulings over a 10-month period. And all of the rulings were made by a parole board judge who was determining whether or not to allow the criminal to be released from prison on parole. You might assume that the judges are influenced by factors like the type of crime committed or the particular laws that were broken, but the researchers found exactly the opposite, that the choices made by judges are impacted by by all types of things, shouldn't have an effect in the courtroom most notably the time of day. But what the researchers found was that at the beginning of the day, a judge was likely to give a favorable favorable ruling about 65% of the time. However, as the morning wore on and the judge became drained from making more and more decisions and not having its snicker bar, the likelihood of a criminal getting a favorable ruling steadily dropped to zero. I mean, that's a big deal. That's not good. I mean, this is a judge that, I mean, this is somebody's life that the judge is deciding on. This isn't whether you're going to have, you know, fries with that shake or a quarter pounder or a cheeseburger. It's, (laughs) you know, this is somebody's life that they're making a decision on. But after taking a lunch break, the judge would return to the courtroom refreshed and the likelihood of a favorable favorable ruling would immediately jump back up to 65%. And then again, as the time, as the day wore on and the judge was making all these rulings, it fell back to down to zero by the end of the day. See that? See that, Kathy? There's pud. You have to eat pud. (laughs) (laughs) My mom used to say So basically, the moral of the story is is if if you have to go to court, make sure you either get the 8 a.m. 
Or the 1 p.m. after 1 PM. lunch. <laughs> <laughs> As if they had control over the time. <laughs> yeah, right. That makes me think too, like, who? what other professions do we entrust our lives with, right? Pilots, doctors, nurses. Police. Um, chefs. Yeah, like just all, all of that is, that's, that's kind of scary now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, especially those professions that work 12-hour, 14-hour days. I wonder why that is. Like, wh- is there, are there just not enough people to cover coverage that they got to work longer? Or is there a reason why it makes sense to have somebody be on a shift that long? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, my, I mean, like with nurses, don't nurses work 10, 12-hour days? Yeah. And I don't know if they have three on, three off you know, as far as their days, but maybe they think that the human being can work three straight days and then needs three straight days off to help. I don't, I don't know. But I mean, there are some people that probably work overtime or pick up shifts. And so technically that doesn't really affect them as far as three days on three days off if they're picking up shifts and working overtime. And I think a lot of people do that to make more money so they can pay for their livelihood. Yeah. For the 12 kids that they have. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like it it maybe it does work from a from the provider perspective. Um it works better with their schedule to just say okay, well, I could do two or four more hours than I would in a quote-unquote normal shift. If it means that I'm going to get a day off in a couple days versus having to wait five days or something for a day off. Yeah. When I worked at Trader Joe's, we had the waterfall schedule for managers. So the first day that I would go to work, I would work like a 2 p.m. We'd work 10-hour days. And we'd work five days. 10-hour days. Yeah. Dang! It was bad. And this was grocery. Hello. Is that typical for grocery? or For is Trader it, Joe's, yes. That was just Trader Joe's? Okay. Yeah. So, and I think they changed it um, shortly after I quit. <laughs> but it's like you start at 2, 2 to 11, 2 to 12 sometimes. And then you would slowly do like 10 to 7. You know, slowly you have to have a mid-shift. And then your last day, your fifth day would be like a 4 a.m. to 2 p.m., which was the worst so you're ending your week on a 4 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's oh, because hell no. the theory is, is that, well, you get off at 2, so you kind of have like a half a day off, and then you have your normal two days off, which was bullshit because it took me that first day off just yep. to kind of like just, come out yep. of my stupor of working that week yep. schedule. So technically, I only had one day off. Yeah. And then your first say- day back is at 2 so technically you have a half a day before you go to work, which is bullshit because you're ramping up to go to work on that day. Yeah. So it was pretty stressful and exhausting. And it's not like you're sitting at a desk shuffling paper and working at a computer. You're doing physical work, like the, like the 4 a.m. shift. I would unload tr- trucks. Like, I would have 10 pallets of just the cold stuff, the perishables. And then it's another 10 pallets of dry goods that I have to unload, break down. 
and this is before 8 a.m. So no, no wonder way. my back is a mess. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even imagine that. I can't imagine. And then you, imagine. once the store opens, you have to deal with customers. And, yeah. and it's like whose brain is going to be able to do that yeah. until 2 p.m.? And then I had to write my order before I left. So it was a lot. So, yeah, I don't miss those days at all. <laughs> so how do you overcome decision fatigue and boost your willpower, Shailani? How do I do it? I didn't think about that. I was reading so much about it. I never even thought what I do. Uh, yeah, just trying to get some rest, trying to be more conscious, I guess, of it happening. You know, you know what's my sign? Well, yeah, this is my sign. <laughs> As I really get bitchy. Like, I, I think I'm generally a nice person and I'm patient and I'm flexible and, and all of that. Yeah, fun I can stuff for I that. try to be. I am. Maybe <laughs> sarcastic. Generally. <laughs> generally. But I'm going to tell you what, last Friday at the, okay, here's a perfect example. It's Friday. It was already a rough week. Somehow a meeting that was supposed to be like to have some difficult conversations that was originally scheduled to be earlier in the week, decided to get moved to three o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Mm. So we're all on this call. I don't think I've ever gone off as hard as I did Friday afternoon in that meeting. Like I literally was, I was not nice. Like I probably should send a note saying, sorry. I mean, I tried to lighten it in the moment because I caught myself doing it, but I don't think I've ever really talked to anybody that way in that large of a group before. And I guess, I don't know if I would call it unprofessional. I don't know if it was like, I just got pushed into a corner and I had to do something because there was some other unprofessionalism going on, whatever it is. But I, it was pretty bad. Mm. So my sign really is that when you start to notice a change in your behavior, or you're seeing something in you that you know, uh, you don't like, like you wouldn't want to be treated that way, or etc. then that's when you just got to know to stop. So after that meeting, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to take a rest, even if it's just 15 minutes to just kind of sit in silence, or breathe a little bit, or if, you know, if I don't want to sit in silence and I need a little bit of activity, like music is kind of calming to me as well. And then I decided to just kind of get outside for a little bit later that that evening, just mm -hmm. be in a different environment, you know, because being cooped up at home doesn't help either. Uh, but yeah, but I, I think like that's that's just one way to deal with it. Just be conscious and just stop whatever it is that you're doing. Just stop and do nothing. <laughs> and I think that helps to just, you know hit the pause button for a second and then your reset button could be the next activity that's going to let you breathe a little bit, do yoga, meditate, do something. I don't know. Yeah. I think nature for me helps whether it's just taking a walk around the neighborhood or, you know, riding my bike. But yeah, I mean, if you feel yourself kind of um, being irritable or snapping at someone or, that your stress levels are just like off the charts, that's when you kind of need to check yourself a little bit and make some time for yourself because with this whole COVID thing, you know, you've got kids that are at home, schooling, you're working from home. It's a lot and nobody gets their space. 
you know, their own space mm-hmm. and time. Um, and your energy levels are just dropping and they're being depleted a lot faster than normal, you know, pre-COVID, I think. So I was reading an article about um, in uh, medical news today, I believe, and I was it Healthline. One of those. (laughs) And it talked about classic signs of decision fatigue, including four things. Procrastination, saying, I'll tackle this later. Impulsivity. Mm -hmm. Again, this this is what this is what the article wrote, literally literally wrote eeny meeny miny mo. (laughs) Eeny meeny miny mo. It's a great way to make a decision. Flip a coin. (laughs) Rochambeau, rock, paper, scissors. I do that. (laughs) At work. (laughs) <laughs> well, I do that even if I'm with friends. I'm like, where should we eat? Indian or Chinese? Okay, I'll be Indian. You be Chinese. Well, Rochambeau. <laughs> you be Indian. I'll be Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Or pizza. We don't have the mix. Third one is avoidance. So saying things like, I just can't deal with this right now. Like, mm-hmm. just deal with it later. I say that all the time. Because <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> and then indecision, saying things like, you know, just when in doubt, just say no. Like the the judge example that you had you talked about earlier, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of airing on the side of like, all right, between the two two decisions, which is a much more kind of conservative maybe approach or something like that. Um, so anyway, those are the that was just a quick little list of. Stuff. Yeah, I can't relate to any of those. <laughs> That's what blurs the lines. You're like, oh my god, is this my norm? What do I do? Right, I felt like this for years. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's true. I mean, a lot of us procrastinate or just don't want to deal with stuff. So we don't. Okay. And then we, you know, we want to exercise the choice and the freedom to not. So right. we really don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the ways that you can overcome decision fatigue and boost your willpower is plan daily decisions the night before. Like, what am I going to wear tomorrow for work or wherever you're going? What should I eat for breakfast? You know, should I go grocery shopping before I go here? You know, as far as your errands and just kind of make a list. I would say, and or delegate the decision making that needs to happen later in the day to somebody else. So if you're fortunate to have a partner, be like, all right, it's your turn to figure out dinner tonight. So that's on you. I'll take care of it tomorrow. And then you just kind of share the. But then you get home and nothing's made and they're sitting on the couch playing video games or watching TV. And you're like, what the hell? Today was your day to do dinner. I said. And they're like, my brain is fried. I can't make that decision. You make that decision. And then you go over and you smack them upside the head and go get takeout. (laughs) So you've heard, Kathy, right? Yeah. That's not like... Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Sounds like that could be possible. <laughs> Another thing you can do is do the most important thing first. So... That's like... Yeah. Based yeah. on the research that I talked about earlier, you know, first thing in the morning is usually when you're your best or technically... You have your most energy, your most focused, your most attention, attentiveness. And that has to do with your personal and work life. 
So what's the most important thing for you to do right now in this moment? What is it, Shailani? Oh, is that a question? (laughs) (laughs) Is that a question for me? (laughs) I was pausing so listeners could think about it too. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, we all have our morning routines and our evening routines. Mm-hmm. And but but it's it's interesting that you mentioned the word routine, like just as um I was thinking about this topic. I don't have enough routine. How about that? So that that probably does not help my preventing decision fatigue. You don't? No, I mean I, I I you're right. I have like a morning routine, I have a nighttime routine. That way I don't have to, you know, think about stuff. I could be on autopilot. So I wake up in the morning, I brush my teeth, you know, I there's a sequence that I go through. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And then at night, if I'm lucky and make it to my bed instead of falling asleep on the couch because I'm so tired <laughs> from the day, I typically have a nighttime routine. It's like brush your teeth, wash your face, put moisturizer, do your facial, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, we ain't getting any younger. <laughs> but but I, I know you know this about me, Kathy. Like, I just have a problem planning too much. Like, I kind of thrive on impulsive. Well, you know, I plan. Okay, in you my have work, so much packed in one day. I know, but is I just that just do it. spontaneous impulsivity, or is it kind, planned? Kind of. No, I mean, I might generally plan like, all right, I know I got to take care of this on Thursday, and I got to do this on Saturday. But rarely ever does my day follow exactly like how it goes. Like, okay, so this this made me think too about back in like the back in the late nineties. <laughs> There was, you know, the whole Franklin Covey thing, right? Like the company I was working for when I got out of college, they were like, you're going to go to this seminar. You're going to figure out how to plan your day. You're going to get the whole big old planner. And it worked and it was great because it set like the schedule, but it just felt so rigid to me. I couldn't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I finally woke up one day and I'm like, where's the creativity in this? Mm -hmm. Like you can only infuse so much in a planned instance. Like I could be in the middle of the day and all of a sudden I have an idea about a song. I got to drop what I'm doing and like walk over and catch it before I lose it. So if you plan too much and it's too rigid, it's kind of not. No, I'm the same way. I mean, the only thing that I really plan for is at work. Yes. Because that's kind of like a forced thing. Right. Right. Because you have the schedule and you have meetings and you know, whatever. Personally, I don't like to plan things necessarily, especially if it's like six months from now. It's like, why? I don't know what's going to happen in six months. Yep, you're right. I'm not going to plan unless it's like a huge trip somewhere like across the globe where you have to plan and schedule and do stuff. That I get. But yeah, I mean, in my mind, I know like this weekend – this is weekend isn't a good example because I don't really have anything planned. But like <laughs> you kind of know in your mind what you need to do. Like I need to get my oil changed tomorrow. Yeah. So I need to drop off my car, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, exactly. I know I need to get my car washed because it hasn't been washed in over a year because of COVID and I'm too freaking lazy to do it myself. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I just put windshield washer fluid in my car just the other day after not having it for like a week. And I'm like, I can barely see through my windshield, get off your ass, go to the auto store and get some windshield wiper fluid. Yeah. 
But but even if you start to plan those things that, you know, that's just basic kind of life stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would never complain about that. We just got to do it. And for for some of us that are single <laughs> who have to do all of that myself, like I can't just say, hey, husband, could you go wash the car or could you right. go down, you know, could you go right. grocery shopping? Could you blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like you have to do all that stuff yourself. So the only way being kind of creatives, right, we have to like almost plan times to be creative. And that's like you weird can't, to me. You, you can't, can't do, do it, that. Right? It's like you can't turn an on and off switch to be creative. You can't. I mean, in my so mind, many- I know what I need to do for the podcast, like scheduling interviews yeah. and editing and that sort of thing. And then the magazine, it's like that's a whole other ball of wax. But you definitely need to plan certain things to get things done. Right. But yeah, but like with your song idea, it's like if you have an idea that pops in your head, you need to write it down or go to the piano or whatever you need to do. Otherwise, it's lost. It's gone. And and really the inspiration that comes from a lot of the creativity is from the things that happen every day and you never know when it's going to happen. It might be a conversation that we have that's inspiring me to do something. Mm-hmm. It might be something I read randomly that I came across. It might have resulted from work, but it's turning into something that could be expressed in a more creative way to really, you know, kind of get my voice out there and hope somebody wants to hear it. So it's it's really hard to balance that being a creative, having a day job, having to have this rigid structure, but at the same time, you know, because you know you got a plan, and then having enough energy to even be able to create. You know, if this decision fatigue is happening because of work, what can I do to fix that so I have enough energy, or what can I do in between those two activities so I have enough kind of energy to to do the things that I tr- that really mean a lot to me mm-hmm. um, in my personal life. Yeah, that's hard. And that's hard because I've been dealing with that too. Yeah. You know, work is I know. pretty soul-sucking sometimes. Not all the time, but there are those days that that I don't want to do anything after I yeah. clock out, quote-unquote. Because <laughs> I don't necessarily clock out. But Well, I know. That's the thing with a pandemic. It's almost like we're just always working because now we're working where we're living, and that's... Mm-hmm. It takes a little, that takes discipline as well too, you know, self-control and discipline. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> so the next thing you can do is stop making decisions and start making commitments, Just do which it. seems kind of interesting. So basically what it says here is that advice like you just need to decide to do it gets dished around too much. Uh So yeah, of course you need to decide to do things that are important to you, but more than that, you need to schedule them into your life. Like the actionable things, right? Yeah. Is that what it's saying? Yeah. He also goes on to say that most of us simply hope that we'll have the willpower and motivation to make the right decisions each day. So rather than hoping that you'll make the right decision or more right choice each day, Scheduling the things that are important to you will help you with that willpower and that decision. And so one of the examples is like, like if you write, if you're a writer, if you want to write more, that you could say Monday and Thursday are the days that I write. And then you can exercise and all the other days. But see, to me, that's kind of hard in what we had just talked about as far as the creative stuff. Mm -hmm. 
So I guess you just need to do what what worked best for you and doing that. Right. I I think that you can, that there is truth in that because that's forcing you to carve out space so that you don't lose out on having Mm -hmm. that dedicated time. It's like making a meeting with yourself to do that. Um, But I think that that's just about the limit of it. Like you can't just be like, all right, I'm going to make myself feel inspired. Yeah. (laughs) On Monday and Wednesday or whatever. Or Um, if you have like a exercise routine, Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain days that, you know, and if that's an important thing for you to do, then I guess you'll make the time to do it. Yeah. Another thing that James Clear says is that if you have to make good decisions later in the day, then eat something first. And he referred <laughs> back to the judges, the judge research that, you know, it's not a coincidence that the judges made better decisions after eating. Because your brains are just fried. They need that energy. And it's got to be, you know, somewhat healthy food as well. well you can't just have Taco Bell. Like, go, go back to the bench. Quarter pounder, <laughs> fries, milkshake. A chalupa. Chalupa. <laughs> Those are good. <laughs> I mean, they're junky. It'll give you diarrhea, but they're good. <laughs> They're good going down, not necessarily out. <laughs> if you need, if you need a cleanse, the latest fad is the fast food cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> we need to start a new trend. Raise your cholesterol and clear your gut. Right. Well, at least you don't have you know colon problems. <laughs> <laughs> Ask your doctor about the new fast food cleanse. <laughs> Side effects. And the final step you can do is simplify. So whether you're trying to reach the highest level of performance or just want to start eating a healthy diet, the biggest frustration for most people is the feeling that you need to use willpower on an hourly basis. So find ways Mm -hmm. to simplify your life. If it's not important to you, eliminate it. You know, making decisions about things that aren't important to you is a waste of time and energy. And it's using your precious energy and willpower from things that do matter. I had scanned that um, same article by chance very, very quickly last night. And one quote that stood out to me in it was willpower is one area of life where you can most certainly improve your output by reducing the number of inputs. Mm -hmm. That's pretty profound. Truth. Hashtag truth. (laughs) Everything's a hashtag. Wiki, wiki. (laughs) Break that shit down. What about this? (laughs) (laughs) Who'd have thunk? Oh, Kathy. Or maybe this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So basically, willpower isn't something you have or something you lack. It kind of ebbs and flows like everything else in life. It's not that you want to maximize your willpower every day, every moment of the day. But by making a few tweaks in your schedule or your routine, you know, simplifying things and, and doing exactly what's important for you, is basically what it comes down to. 
Right, Shailani? It's like easier said than done, but yes. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's not easy, but what in life is? I know. Every time I hear the phrase, it's not easy, I always think of that Kermit the Frog song. It's not easy being green. It's not easy being simple. <laughs> I don't know. It's not easy, insert this, being whatever. All right, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a Muppets moment there. But I think it's true with anything. You have to figure out for yourself what's important and making the time to make sure that you do like creative projects or spending time by yourself or whatever, whatever that is for you. Yeah. Don't become a robot. Don't become a robot. Don't become a robot. Mr. Roboto. (laughs) You just had to, didn't you? All right, well, now that we got that figured out and solved for everybody. Go live life. Be simple. Don't have fatigue. Go rest. Eat a chalupa. (laughs) That's a good way to end this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Taco Bell, hook us up. We need some chalupas so we don't get hangry and make decisions and ruin people's lives. (laughs) Be assholes to people. (laughs) It's like, just eat, eat a chalupa. That's all. Yeah, I think Taco Bell needs to change their campaign. I haven't seen Don't be it. an asshole, eat a chalupa. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of like, like the Snickers commercials. Why did I think for a second that actually was their campaign? <laughs> but that's what you were to say. I'm like, oh my God, they're really saying that? <laughs> no. But they should. Well, thanks, Shailani, for another episode of Breaking It Down. Wiki, wiki. <laughs> thanks for always having me it's all always right. fun it's fun 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 thank you thank you all right we'll see you next time on breaking it down with shaylani <laughs> oh Thank you for listening to Women Who Sarcast, an independent podcast. We welcome and encourage your snarky comments. Contact us at womenwhosarcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at womenwhosarcast. Support us on Patreon and become part of our sarcastic community. Visit www.patreon.com backslash womenwhosarcast. Show music provided by Mike Imbasciani.